Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and joined, as always, by my co-host, the Sherpa, who I believe is having a few technical difficulties. Uh, We've got a a pretty action-packed show here for you tonight. Uh, We're going to be looking at previewing at all the Week 1 matchups. We've got a slightly new format for you tonight that we're going to go through. Uh, You'll you'll follow along, I'm sure, after seven years. Every now and then we've got to change some things. Uh, But we're going to take a look at each position. Uh, We're going to talk about our injuries so that I don't need to waste all of my breath at the beginning of the show giving you the mile-long list. We're going to take it position by position and uh, look at the injuries, who to start, who to sit, all that good stuff. We've got the Sherpa on the line, technical difficulties, uh, I think, solved over there. Yeah. um, Hi, Jen. Welcome for (laughs) seventh season. I was sacked by technical difficulties there uh, temporarily. But like you said, we have a new format that we're going to try out tonight, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I think it'll be good. And I mean, if it's terrible, we won't do it anymore. But I think I have a good feeling about this. <laughs> okay. Shall we start off? Yeah, let's do it. Let's dive right in. Okay, so this we're going to start with our – instead of going game by game and saying which players we like from each team, we're just going to give you all our – game predictions up front, and that'll set the stage for the player uh, predictions and rankings that we're going to give you after that. So, first up, we have the Thursday night game, Carolina-Denver. I'll go Carolina 24, Denver 17. You, Jana? Um, I, I notoriously am not a big fan of these Thursday night games. They're always low scoring. I'm taking Carolina. I'm a little lower than you. I'm going 21-13. Uh, I just I have very little... I don't have a lot to go on on this Denver uh, Denver team, so it makes me a little nervous trying to pick them to win anything right now. All right. Um, next up, we've got first of the Sunday games. We've got Buffalo at Baltimore. I'll take Baltimore 27-24 at home. I actually have the exact same score, which is crazy. But, yeah, Baltimore 27-24, which obviously means that's exactly how it won't go since we both think it will. <laughs> Since Buffalo is on the road this weekend, it might be a good weekend to visit Rob Ryan's house if you're so inclined. Yeah, why not? I mean, it seems a nice scenic tour. <laughs> I hear it's a pretty popular uh, destination for would-be dumb thieves. But uh, so that's, next up, that's we have, the word. <laughs> we have Green Bay at Jacksonville. This, I think, is going to be one of the higher-scoring games of the day. I'll go with a mini upset here. I'll say Jacksonville 34, Green Bay 31. Okay. I'm reading this one a little bit differently. I've got Green Bay 24-20. I like a lot of things about both these teams, but I just don't think the pieces have been together enough that I want to see what I'm getting into. So I think maybe a little lower scoring than you. Okay. San Diego at Kansas City. Kansas City uh, looks like they're going to be without Jamal Charles, but um, I still like them to win between uh, behind Spencer Ware and uh, Kendrick West. I'll take Kansas City 27, San Diego 21. 
All right. I've got Kansas City 27, San Diego 20. I'm not excited about this Charger team right now at all. Okay. Uh, Next, moving uh, down in southeast slightly, we've got Oakland at New Orleans. A lot of people high on Oakland this year. A lot of people not so high on New Orleans. Drew Brees, big contract extension today. I'm still taking Oakland in this. I'll say Oakland 27, New Orleans 24. Okay, I've got Oakland 27, New Orleans 21. I have a lot of questions about New Orleans. Uh, neither neither uh, of these defenses, I think, are going to match up particularly well, so I think there are definitely a lot of fantasy points to be had in this game, a lot of them. Okay, next we've got Chicago at Houston. Jay Cutler going up against the Houston Texans defense. J.J. Watt supposedly able to play. We'll see. I like Houston in this game, even with Brock Osweiler making his um, debut as the Texans QB, big new contract. I'll say Houston 24, Chicago, excuse me, Houston 28, Chicago 24. I'm going, I agree with you, Houston. I don't, this is absolutely the game I am least excited to watch. This is going to be like a dumpster fire. I could not be less excited about it. Um, I've got Houston winning 2014, and even that might be a little bit bit of a stretch. I don't like either of these offenses right now at all. All right. Speaking of dumpster <laughs> fires, this next game is my dumpster <laughs> fire of the week, and that's Cleveland <laughs> at Philadelphia. Oh, uh, yeah. Lots of question marks <laughs> about both these teams. Hopefully, if you don't live in one of those two cities, you don't have to watch this. But um, I'll, I'll say Cleveland's maybe it's a homer or anti-homer pick, but I'll go uh, Cleveland 24 Philadelphia 21 on the strength of Cleveland's ground game. Uh, yeah, um, this this game, I, I'm i very excited to watch this game uh, for the sheer fact that I think it's going to be such a colossal train wreck. Uh, but I've got Cleveland winning 24-21. I don't think this will be pretty by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I think it has more potential than Houston and Chicago, without a doubt. No, I disagree with you on that, but we'll see. Next up, Mm -hmm. we've got Minnesota at Tennessee, and, of course, the big news this week involving both Minnesota and um, Philadelphia was the trade of Sam Bradford for a first-round and a fourth-round pick, I think, um, to the Vikings. A first-round pick this year and a conditional fourth next year, which brings the Eagles back into the the first round since they're hosting the draft and somewhere the NFL office breathes a sigh of relief so I'll go with Minnesota Sam Bradford is obviously going to have a very pared down playbook this week but as long as that playbook involves giving the ball off to Adrian Peterson (laughs) 25-30 times I think he'll be alright I'll go Minnesota 27 Tennessee 21 yeah, I mean, I've got I've got Tennessee twenty one seventeen. I I hear you. I do. I think that I think that I may be a broken record because I say this every year, but I think Tennessee's got some potential. I like what they're doing. I like some of the pieces they have. The ability here to go and you know they're at home. They might be able to upset it. I, I upset the Vikings. I know it's not going to be a high scoring affair because the Vikings defense is going to match up pretty well against the Titans, but. The question marks at quarterback, not knowing who's got any chemistry, that gives me some pause. Yes, I love Adrian Peterson. Yes, he is a workhorse. But I think that Tennessee will be able to overcome this with their pass game. 
this could totally be a lot of off-base optimism. But, you know, I'm going to go with it. Okay. Um, next up, we've got Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Atlanta quarterback Mac Ryan, I think he's going to have a bounce-back season. If not, at least this will be a bounce-back game for him. I think he'll do well against Tampa's defense. I'll go with the final score of Atlanta 31, Tampa 24. See, I see this totally differently. I I don't necessarily – I don't think at all it's going to be a back, bounce-back year or a bounce-back game for Matt Ryan. I think Tampa Bay is going to come out. They're going to win 28-21. I think they're going to look a lot better overall than Atlanta does, even with all of their question marks. Until Matt Ryan can show me that he's able to throw to his own receivers and not the opposing defense on a consistent basis, I can't get behind him. Matty Ice. Ice. Okay. Hold. Next game, we have Cincinnati at the Jets. And Jets, they were happy to get Ryan Fitzpatrick back, but I just don't really like their prospects against the Cincinnati defense, which I think will be one of the better ones. I'll go with Cincinnati 24-14 here. I mean, you have to go Cincinnati. I've got them 23-17. If there are a few things that we know in this world – that are consistent, it's death, taxes, and Andy Dalton winning a 1 o'clock game that has no playoff implication. That is what this is about, people. Andy Dalton on the road in New York. New York's just a hot mess. Ryan Fitzpatrick, and there's not enough time for them to have gotten on a cohesive page here. And even without a lot of Cincinnati's weapons, I think that they can still overcome this Jets team. Okay, and... Now getting into the, the later games, we've got Miami traveling up to the Pacific Northwest to take on Seattle and their 12th man. I don't like this matchup at all for Miami. I think Seattle wins this pretty easy. I'll go with the final score of Seattle 31, Miami 20. I'm, I've got Seattle 27, Miami 17. I think that Miami will have some good things that they're going to do this season. It's not going to be in Seattle. It's not going to be with the 12th man and this defensive matchup. It's They're not there yet, but they will get there, just not this week. So Seattle for sure. Okay, now we have the game that you and I will be eagerly anticipating and the NFL scheduling gods <laughs> for the second year in a row have put the Giants – at the Cowboys to start the season. I think they're doing this to us. Like, it's a it's a personal attack, I think. <laughs> or a gift. Well, One or the other. It'll probably seem more like an attack to you, but that's beside the point. Uh, I mean... Hard to know what to make of this game. Giants rebuilt defense. Dallas, obviously, with Dak Prescott getting lots of good publicity. But I think he'd still all in all rather be starting the season with a healthy Tony Romo than a healthy Jack Prescott. I'll yes. pick the Giants yes. here typically, but I'll say Giants 28, Dallas 21. Okay, so I see this game going a little differently, uh, probably to no surprise to anybody. I'm picking the Cowboys win 34-31. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring affair. I'm not even 100% sure the Cowboys have enough people to field an entire defense at this point, let alone an effective one. Um, so I... I have no doubt that the Giants are going to score and they'll do it early, they'll do it often, but I think that behind the best offensive line in the league, I think that Dak Prescott can at least throw to Jason Witten, who always torches you guys, and we can hand the ball off enough to Ezekiel Elliott that 
we'll be okay. And I think that perhaps we can prevail here. It's going to give a lot of people, including myself, some false hope, which will ultimately be crushed. But, you know, I'll take it for now. All right. Detroit and <laughs> Indianapolis, this gets my vote for most one-sided game of the day. I think Indianapolis will double up on Detroit. I'll go with a final score of Indy 34 and Detroit 17. Ooh, okay. I, I'm i going Indy 28-24 over Detroit. So a little, little different viewpoint on it. Um, granted, I think Detroit's got a lot of issues. I think Indianapolis needs to kind of find their groove again, but I think this is still going to be competitive. All right, we'll see about that. Uh, next up, we've got New Orleans <laughs> at Arizona, and this a lot of people think this is a Super Bowl preview, but of course, if the Patriots do get to the Super Bowl, in all likelihood, Jimmy Garoppolo will not be their starting quarterback, barring mm-hmm. injury or suspension for not putting decals on the back of helmets or some other <laughs> such nonsense. But I'll I'll go with Arizona to win this. Um, at home, I'll say Arizona 24, the Brady lists Patriots 20. See, I see this being much less competitive than, say, Detroit Indianapolis. I have Arizona beating up on New England 32-21. I, I don't think this offense, this New England offense is going to run that well without Tom Brady. Jimmy Garoppolo has been underwhelming at best. Um, and without real, true guys like Julian Edelman being 100%, Rob Gronkowski being 100%, yeah, I think they'll be effective, but I don't think it'll be nearly enough for this Arizona defense, plus a healthy offense that looks really good right now. So I just, I think this might be one of the least competitive games of the day. Well, for NBC's sake, I hope not. Um, hmm. This, of course, being the first weekend of this season, we've got two not one, but two Monday night games. The early Monday night game to Pittsburgh at Washington. And I don't think this is going to be too much of a contest. You know, it's, you know, it would be nice if this were a close game, but I, I'm not too wild about either of these Monday night games. I'll go with Pittsburgh to win this in a blowout of sorts. I'll take Pittsburgh 34, Washington 24. See, I think this will be incredibly competitive. I, uh, but we we very differ on how we see this Pittsburgh offense right now. Uh, I'm a lot more down on the Pittsburgh team as a whole than you are. I think they'll be able to score, but I think Washington has enough weapons, even with Kirk Cousins, you know, not being Tom Brady-esque, if you will, um, and Matt Jones being dinged up. I think that Pittsburgh wins this on a last-minute field goal, 28-27, I think this is an incredibly competitive game. I'm not saying it's going to be clean or well-played or, I mean, it's not something to write write home about, but it's going to be close the whole way. Okay, and then concluding the week one schedule, we've got the Rams at the 49ers for the late, late, late Monday night game, the one that won't mm-hmm. get over till sometime middle of in the wee small hours of the morning on Tuesday, if you're here on the East Coast. Um, Rams at San Francisco, to me this is a toss-up, but you know, with Case Keenum under center, I, I just don't like the Rams' prospects much. Like um, Chip Kelly, who knows what to expect there, but I'll pick San Francisco here uh, reluctantly. I'll say San Francisco 24, Los Angeles 21. I'm taking the Rams 
24-17 over San Francisco. I think that all the turmoil, there's too many too many new faces and new ideas in San Francisco. Yes, the Rams uprooted an entire team. I, I do concede that, but I think that they are a little more solid and cohesive right now than the 49ers are, uh, whose biggest news stories are what kind of socks people are wearing these days. Like, it's just ridiculous. So I think the Rams, in their quote-unquote debut, will get a win. And okay. I think I will also so, be a mess Tuesday morning at work, so don't call me at 9 a.m. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't don't ask for uh, Janet at the car dealership Tuesday morning or you'll, nope. you'll be in trouble. Please don't do that. <laughs> All right. So now let's move on to the individual positions. Since most people tend to spend the most time talking about running backs and wide receivers, why don't we start with them running backs? Yeah. Um, who's who's dinged up that we should be aware of? Okay, so running back probably, generally we have the most injuries here, and it's no real exception. Um, For those of you living under a rock, uh, the Cowboys running back Terry McFadden, one of the 28 running backs on our roster right now, not going to play this week after his off-season elbow hijinks. The latest story is he may never be able to fully extend his arm again. I don't care as long as he can carry a football, but he's not able to play this week. Uh, so it's going to be the Ezekiel Elliott show. No surprise there. Jaguars' Chris, Chris Ivory is questionable with a calf injury. He's been limited at practice. It looks like he's going to play, but probably won't be seeing the bulk of their carries. I'm looking at you, TJ Yeldon. Let's have a big fantasy week. Kansas City's Jamal Charles, we talked about him briefly. Uh, he's still dinged up with that knee injury. He's questionable. He's been practicing limitedly. Um, it looks like he's got an outside chance of playing this week. Even if he does, um, I don't think that's going to hurt Spencer Ware's value at all, uh, especially against that terrible Chargers defense. <laughs> Minnesota's Derek McKinnon, he's got a hamstring injury. He's questionable. He's been limited at practice. Not so much a concern uh, today, this week, because you're all going to start Adrian Peterson anyway, but uh, if you were looking for somebody in a deeper league, maybe look somewhere else. San Francisco, not a great week to be a running back there. Obviously, we've been talking about Carlos Hyde, who's been in the concussion protocol. He's questionable. Uh, he, They say he's, he's trying to play. He's still wearing the non-contact jersey at practice, which doesn't give me a lot of hope. We'll see what tomorrow brings. Keep an eye on that going up till game time. Um, and his backup, Sean Drone, he's got rib injuries. He's questionable. Uh, he has graduated from his non-contact jersey and did actually participate in drills today. So he looks like he's going to be a go. Neither of them are 100%. Washington's Matt Jones, we also talked about earlier, he's questionable with that shoulder injury. He practiced in pads today. He's going to play barring some kind of setback, um, but he looks like he's pretty well on track there. So those are those are the major ones. Obviously, you have guys like Le'Veon Bell not playing. Uh, don't forget about that. Please don't be starting him. <laughs> no, that would not be a good try, idea. Try really so, hard not to do that. <laughs> yeah, if if you don't, then you deserve what you get. I think. So if, if you're going to, turns, please be playing me this week. But that's you know, <laughs> that's fine. all right. So so let's go over some of our top picks. I'll give you my um, running backs that really jump off the page at me and then um, 
we'll hear yours and then we'll flip it around and look at players to avoid. So mm-hmm. guys I think are in for big weeks. I like Eddie Lacey at Jacksonville, Devonta Freeman versus Tampa Bay, Adrian Peterson at Tennessee, um, TJ Eldon um, versus Green Bay, Lamar Miller versus Chicago, Spencer Ware for Kansas City um, versus San Diego, Latavius Murray at New Orleans, Mark Ingram versus Oakland, and D'Angelo Williams um, at Washington. Those are some of the guys that uh, jump off the page at me. Any reactions to those or any that you want to add to that list that you think I'm overlooking? Um. I, I'm very, very much in agree. Obviously, Adrian Peterson looks like he's going to have a big week. He has to. Uh, Latavius Murray, I'm very high on this Oakland team this week and pretty much in general. Um, I'm sure I'll, I'll talk about that more later. Um, Spencer Ware, very into that pick. San Diego is one of the worst run defenses. I mean, they're not a great defense, period, but we'll talk later about the one thing they do do well. Um, but I really like Spencer Ware. D'Angelo Williams for the Steelers. For me, I don't love their wide receiver situation right now. I think they're a little thin. Not having Heath Miller makes me concerned. I think that we're going to see a lot of D'Angelo Williams, which we historically do when Le'Veon Bell doesn't play since he's suspended pretty regularly or injured. Um, So I I like him a lot this week. Rashad Matthews with the Giants, he's, he's just really good against the Cowboys. He's not somebody that maybe I'm always putting on my must start list, but I think that this has the potential to be one of or the highest scoring game this week, and I think that Matthews is going to have a hand in that. I like Frank Gore. Uh, I think he's got the potential to have a really nice week. Obviously, you and I differ a little bit on that Indianapolis game, but I think he could be good. And TJ Yeldon, I'm a big fan of, period, but this week uh, not having Chris Ivory, you know, taking away from any of his carries, I think the matchup is good for him as well. You actually like Rashad Jennings enough to start him this week. Yeah, yeah, I would. All right, we'll see. I, I don't know. <laughs> Even as a Giants fan, I just could never get behind that signing uh, and sure hope that Paul Palmer turns out to be the real I'm, deal. I don't, I don't necessarily think every week or even a lot of weeks it's something I like, but I just think that Jennings historically against the Cowboys, it's just it's not something I'm a fan of as a Cowboys fan. So. <laughs> okay. So now flipping it around, here I'll give you a list of guys that I would prefer to avoid. Um, T.J. Anderson against Carolina, mm-hmm. Matt Forte against Cincinnati. The whole Baltimore yep. Ravens backfield, I think they're going to win the game against Buffalo. But I don't know yeah. if it's going to be you know, Buck Allen or Justin Forsett or, you know, or, or what's going on in that backfield right now. You know. mm-hmm. um, so I would prefer to avoid that whole mess. Um, so, you know, just stay away from that. Don't get cute and play Terrence West or anything like that in my mind. It's um, not worth it. It's so not. Don't do it. Melvin, Melvin Gordon at Kansas City. I know a lot of people are high on him to bounce back from a disappointing rookie season. I don't see it this week. Uh, Jeremy Langford, new starter for the Bears at Houston. DeMarco Murray versus Minnesota, I don't like. Uh, his running mate, Derrick Henry, there, don't like that either. The whole Seattle Seahawks backfield, I think they're going to blow out Miami, but I just really don't know if Christian Michael or Thomas Walls is going to get the bulk of the carries there. So unless you're playing them mm-hmm. as a flex in a deeper league, I, 
could stay away there. And then flipping that game around, Darian Foster, uh, don't like his Miami debut coming against that Seattle defense. So thoughts or additions? Or I, I agree with list? you uh, on, on a lot of those. Um, I would definitely second that Jeremy Langford. I just there's just not gonna be enough there for him. I'm down on him pretty much as on a whole this season, but this matchup isn't great for him. Arian Foster, I definitely agree with. He's still not, you know, totally their number one running back. They're still figuring out what they're doing. The matchup's terrible on the road in Seattle. They're gonna be playing from behind and are gonna have to be throwing a lot anyway. Um, even even when that's the case, I don't love their wide receivers, but we'll get to that. I don't like Jonathan Stewart too much versus Denver on the road. I just I don't think that that's how they're going to get the bulk of their fantasy points. I think he's going to be relevant, and if you're in a deeper league, he could be a flex option, but I don't see him getting into the end zone here, not against this Denver defense, not on the road, not with all this pressure on him. Uh, any of the San Diego running backs, I know that it's tempting to go out and put a guy like Danny Woodhead in your flex spot. Just don't do it this week. It's not worth it. There's not enough points there. Uh, I agree with you. The Baltimore running back situation to me is just a nightmare. (laughs) Just stay far, far away from it. Because the first week or two of fantasy is kind of a crapshoot as it is. We're all speculating. But there are just much more solid ways to hedge your bets than some of these guys. If you're trying to play feast or famine and trying to, you know, guess correctly, by all means, but it's just not the smart play, if you will. All right. And just to be clear, if I don't mention somebody in either of the top picks or the the players to avoid, it's not because I'm forgetting them. It just means that, yeah, I don't really think that they're – worth mentioning for better or for worse. I would slot them in between. So somebody like LaShawn McCoy or mm-hmm. um, you know, somebody you know, like Doug Martin, somebody like or that. Or an Ezekiel Elliott in, type of deal. Yeah, somewhere. I, yeah, I'd put them in between those two lists. So if I don't mention them, it's not because I'm forgetful, although that can be the case, but just <laughs> that I don't think that they're going to do particularly well or particularly poorly, and therefore given time constraints in the format here. You know, we don't want to dissect each and every player on each and every team. So if, We'd be if you don't here hear for an entire week. Here, yeah, <laughs> so if you don't hear a player mentioned here, just assume that you know, they're they're okay to start if you have to, but we don't like them as much as the, the top Well, and of course, if, if you have questions or you need some kind of validation, you want to run it by us, you can always find us on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter. We'll give you all that stuff at the end as well. We're more than happy to talk fantasy football or sports in general with you anytime. So you can always direct things to us that way. I know people do that pretty regularly, so by all means, continue on. Okay, and we'll continue on now with wide receivers. And I haven't really differentiated between points per reception leads and non. I just figure that guys on this list should rack up a good number of yards, good number of catches. They should work in either format. TDs to go with it. You know, TDs, of course, are always somewhat random, but I tend to go by who I think is going to rack up the most yards. And the ones at the top of my list this week, I like Odell Beckham Jr. a lot against Dallas, Allen Robinson (sighs) against Green Bay, (laughs) Amari Cooper at New Orleans, DeAndre Hopkins, versus Chicago, Julio Jones versus Tampa, 
Doug Baldwin versus Miami, Jordy Nelson at Jacksonville, Alan Hearns against Green Bay, Michael mm-hmm. Crabtree at New Orleans, Randall Cobb at Jacksonville, Mohamed Sanu making his Atlanta debut against Tampa, and Jermaine Curse against Miami. So those are some of the guys at the top of my list. Uh, how about you? Any any uh, omissions, glaring omissions there, or people that you want to argue shouldn't be on that list? Um, not too much beef with it. Uh, I would add, uh, without a doubt, Dante Moncrief to the list. He and Andrew Luck have incredible chemistry. Andrew Luck's finally back. It's been an eternity. Um, and with T.Y. Hilton there taking away some of the defenders, he he's usually good for a couple of big down-the-field plays. I'm a big fan of that. Michael Floyd in Arizona, he is my favorite out of all the Arizona wide receivers. Uh, obviously, he's more there two or three depending on the day, but he's going to get some good looks. I think it'll be worthwhile. Um, obviously, since I think Arizona is going to kind of blow out or at least pretty well handle New England, I'm a little higher on, on him than you are. Tyler Lockett in Seattle, I'm a big, big fan of his. We talked about him last week as well. Um, I'm sure this is not the last time you'll hear me talk about him. But um, And pretty much any of the Oakland or New Orleans receivers, because I do think this is going to be a, a very fantasy point-heavy game. Uh, in particular, Amari Cooper, like you spoke about, Michael Crabtree, uh, Willie Sneed on the New Orleans side of the ball. I think there's a lot of points to be had there. And uh, just just to dive in here real quick onto the injuries, we do have some for the wide receivers. Uh, in Atlanta, Julio Jones has the ever-present uh membership on this list unfortunately he's got a a bum ankle pretty usual he's being listed as questionable he's limited to practice none of this is unusual he will play this week Detroit's Golden Tate's got an ankle injury as well same deal practicing right now barring any setback he should be on the field in Miami Devontae Parker he's got a hamstring injury he's not practicing Uh, he probably shouldn't be in your lineup anyway but if for some reason you were thinking and getting crazy, please don't start him this week. It doesn't look good for him. Charles Johnson in Minnesota, he's got a quad injury. He's been questionable. That one I would watch a little closer. Brandon Marshall, uh, his hip's been bothering him. That's, again, a, a pretty usual injury for him, unfortunately. He should play this week, even though he's limited at practice. Marcus Wheaton in Pittsburgh, he's got a shoulder injury. He's been limited. He says he's going to play. I believe him. He needs to if Pittsburgh wants to win this game. And Kendall Wright in Tennessee is going to be out this week with a hamstring injury. It's bad enough. They've already decided he's not going to play. Uh, so definitely don't have him in your lineup this week. And speaking of uh, Tennessee, what do you think of Taj Sharp? That I am been, so uh, about him. Uh, for are you, sure. Are you starting I, him this, year, this week or not? Yeah, yeah, in deeper leagues, I might throw him in a flex. I I really, I have such high aspirations for him. I've really liked what I've seen out of the preseason of him. Um, Anybody who follows me or has followed the show knows that I tend to watch a lot of Titans football. Um, But I really like him, and I think he's got the potential to be a real difference maker for this team. And it's been a while since they've had a wide receiver really – kind of stand out it's been a couple years since Nate Washington was making these big downfield plays and like Kendall Wright he's always on the verge but he's never quite gotten there and I think that Tajay Sharp has the potential to be a real true number one wide receiver not out of the gate here but I think he's going to make a difference on this team Kenny Britt had some nice you know games with them but yeah you know, you could just, just 
so never seem to stay out of trouble yeah. consistently enough to mm-hmm. be a top fantasy option. So on the players to avoid side, the, the ones that I'm really avoiding this week, the Denver receivers, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> congratulations to him on his new contract, but I don't think that qualifies him. I'm actually not so keen on the New Orleans wide receivers as you are, mainly just because I don't know between Brandon Cooks, Willie Steed, and Michael Thomas who's going to get the bulk of the targets That's or the, the best receptions. Part. We're never going to know. <laughs> so, yeah, start I guess if you want to roll the dice and start one of them in a flex position, go ahead. But I mm-hmm. have been trying to avoid that situation as much as I can fantasy-wise. Uh, Brandon Marshall, as you alluded to, has got a hip injury, and I just don't like the matchup. Um, ditto for Eric Decker or Sons, the hip injury. I just don't like the matchup. And then Jarvis Landry, even if he's the clear number one wide receiver for Miami, I just don't like that matchup either against Miami, uh, Seattle's secondary. Any additions, comments, or deletions to that list? Uh, very much agree with you on the Denver wide receivers as well as Eric Decker. Um, Jarvis Landry, I'll second. I'm actually a big fan of his. Normally this matchup is terrible. Just It's just not worth it. Seattle gives up the fewest touchdown to wide receivers as it is. Um, so even though he's the only person Ryan Tannehill ever wants to throw to, it's just not going to be worth it this week. Um, pretty much I'm out on all the Minnesota wide receivers as well. I just don't know what's going to happen there. It's too much of a crapshoot, and it's going to be the Adrian Peterson show anyway. So um, adding to that list, Julian Edelman, <clears throat> I just against this the defense, I don't like the matchup. Um, I think he's going to be pretty double-covered most of the day anyway. He's not 100%. So it's someone I I would relegate more to a flex role if I'm starting him. And Jeremy Macklin, really the only good thing that the San Diego defense does is uh, their cornerbacks are, are pretty outstanding and they're very good versus wide receivers. Jeremy Macklin isn't always uh, the strongest pick as it is since Kansas City notoriously has trouble throwing to their own wide receivers, especially in the end zone. Um, so I'm probably going to stay away from him this week as well. Okay. So let's move on to quarterbacks. How any um, any notable injuries among quarterbacks? How's the quarterback situation in Dallas there? Well, it's not great. <laughs> Things aren't great. <laughs> um, so obviously Dak Prescott's playing for the Cowboys. Tony Romo. They still don't even know how long he's going to be out. The whole thing's a joke. Um, also, in case you haven't heard, Sam Bradford does not play for the Eagles anymore. Uh, he got traded to Minnesota, so we'll see what happens there. It looks like Sean Hill's still going to start this week, but, I mean, I, who really ever knows. And uh, the Eagles are going to start Carson Wentz, who still has some tender ribs. Things aren't 100% there. That makes me nervous, especially since their offensive line is like Swiss cheese. But on that note, that's about the extent of any major injuries at this point. You pretty much know who's starting and who's not. Um, and barring anything crazy happening over the next day or two, you should be okay. Okay. So the quarterbacks that I like most this week would be Aaron Rodgers at Jacksonville, Blake Bortles in that same game against Green Bay, Andrew Luck versus Detroit, Ben Roethlisberger at Washington, Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay, Derek Carr at New Orleans, Mm-hmm. Drew Brees versus Oakland, 
you're going to disagree with this one, but I like Brock Osweiler at home against Chicago. You're Eli crazy. Manning at Dallas. <laughs> um, Joe Flacco, I think, might have a good game at home against Buffalo. And Jay Cutler at Houston. I know Houston has a, a pretty intimidating uh, front four, but I just don't think they're going to be able to run the ball at all, so he's going to end up throwing a lot. And as long as Alshon Jeffrey is healthy and maybe we get to see what Kevin White does, I, I think that might be a, a, a decent start in a two-quarterback league. Okay. Um, so, I mean, we just see a lot of these games going differently, which is definitely affecting our picks. So I don't have any issue with why you're picking them. I don't necessarily think it's the best option. But um, we do have some overlaps. Derek Carr, super, super big fan of his this week. I really can't say enough how many Oakland Raiders I want you to start. This is such a 180 from where we were just a few short seasons ago. It's nice. Um as much as it pains me to say, Eli Manning, really, like, do the Cowboys even have a defense? It's just there's going to be points all over the place. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I don't love it. But Matt Stafford, um, I just I think the matchup, it could work. Um, again, that's more of a I'd rather it be a second quarterback. I don't want that to be what my whole team's riding on. But if it is, it is. Jameis Winston did well versus the Falcons last year. Um, it wasn't always the prettiest thing ever, but he did generally also attach a rushing touchdown to his stat line, which is always nice. Um, and I just, again, I can't say enough how much I really am questioning a lot of the Falcons' choices right now. Tyrod Taylor, uh, I think the matchup favors him. He knows the Baltimore system very well. He was a backup there for several years, plus I just like him. Blake Bortles, uh, likely he's going to need to come from behind. I think that, you know, maybe against an older defense, he might be able to make something happen there. I think he's going to have to throw more than maybe he will in some other games, uh, especially because you're going to be down Chris Ivory most likely. It just takes away a facet. Um, I think Robert Griffin III could be kind of a sleeper pick, if you will. It's not one that I'm super excited about, but... From watching as much of the Eagles film as I have this off season, I think there's potential. It's just that game's such a, a I'm I, I'm at a loss for words to describe a lot of that game. But uh, so that's that's my list. All right, I yeah. actually have RG three on my list of of quarterbacks. I would probably avoid actively. <laughs> so again, that's, that's, that's a function of right. how differently we see the game. Uh, Trevor <laughs> Simeon. His yeah. home debut against Carolina, not a fan. Marcus Mariota, I don't like the matchup against Minnesota's defense. Sam Bradford, you know, Sean Hill, whoever starts that game against Tennessee, don't like that matchup. Don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick going against Cincinnati. Stay away from Ryan Tannehill at Seattle. In fact, stay away from all starting quarterbacks named Ryan this week, or at least first name. Last name of Ryan is okay in my book. First name, not so okay. All Ryans. Just stay away from all the Ryans. <laughs> right. Uh, Zach Prescott, I, I don't – I have no confidence in him. But I have more um, confidence sake, in him than you do. I, I'm not saying go out and start him, but if you're in a two-quarterback league, I don't have a problem with that. That offensive line makes me feel like he can overcome a lot of things. But, I mean, he's, he's still – a a rookie quarterback playing for the Cowboys. It's not a recipe for he, success. I, I bet unless the Giants get up early on them by a couple of touchdowns that he won't even throw the ball 30 times. 
See, that's the problem. I think we're just crazy enough to have him throw the ball just to make it look like we can. No, I think he'll be handing off to Ezekiel Elliott um, as, mm. for as long as he can until his arm falls off or Zeke Elliott. Perfect, just what I off, need. A quarterback whose arm <laughs> fell off. Thank you for that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's unlikely to happen, and therefore mm-hmm. you shouldn't. Sure. Well, anyway, okay. Carson Wentz against Cleveland, I, I don't like. And as I mentioned, no, I'm going to have nightmares RG3, uh, <laughs> stand away from that. So Carson Wentz, his, his ribs might fall out. His arm will probably stay attached. So how about you, um, quarterbacks, to avoid this week? Um, I don't have an issue with most of your lists. Obviously, barring RG3, I think, is a much more viable starter than you do. And Dak Prescott, I'm hoping, is a more viable starter. But I say that with very little confidence. Um, Phillip Rivers, don't I, I just don't feel good about that. Andy Dalton, well, I do think he's going to win, and I love the Ginger Ninja. Big fan. Uh, no Tyler Eifert, that's an issue for me. The defensive matchup isn't maybe something I love. Um, I apologize. I'm also simultaneously drafting while I do this, but we're good now. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, we talked about the Ryans. Marcus Mariota, I, I am a, temp, a Tennessee sympathizer. I don't think this is a great matchup. The Minnesota defense should be pretty decent. Um, and I don't love Cam Newton's matchup this week. I know I'm a little bit in the minority saying don't start him, but, you know, there we are. Okay. So if your pick isn't about to come up, why don't we move on to tight Nope, just made tight two. Ends. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully yours are back-to-back so that we can get on with the show. Yeah, I'm, then. I'm but, essentially uh, the wraparound pick, so we're fine. I've already made four. Things are going great. <laughs> okay. So I, I know that I've drafted at least once, and we've done a show before. So I guess Ask me how many running backs are on my team after four picks. Just, just um, I can guess, <laughs> but I'm not going to be happy with the answer, so I'm not going to nope, hear you're you not. buying into this whole you're buying Let's, into this whole zero I have one. Crap. I have one. But, oh, but okay. Then you're good. It's more than you thought, at least. Yeah, one more than I thought. You're you're good. Man. You're, <laughs> you're you'll win. I'm allowed to continue All the right. show now. <laughs> yes, you can you can stay on. All right. So tight ends. How about injuries that we should know about? Uh, Tyler Eifert, as I alluded to earlier, not playing his ankle injury. We've talked about this last week as well. Rob Gronkowski has been limited at practice. They're calling him questionable. He's got a hamstring injury. Obviously, he's going to play unless his leg falls off, which, I mean, he had a broken arm and still tried to play, so who knows. Uh, Jimmy Graham, remember last year his knee essentially exploded? Well, he thinks he may play this week. Um, They're saying there's a good chance he'll play. They're calling him questionable now. Even if he does play, spoiler alert, don't start him. Just not worth it this week. But it looks like he's going to try to get on the field. I don't know if I don't think he's not 100%. I can just say that pretty safely now. Um, But he'll be out there for, you know, as a decoy, I guess. But in Seattle, there's really nobody's decoy. So I don't think that's a great plan. But they didn't ask me. All right. Shockingly, I don't know why. <laughs> Any others to add to the list? Um, as far as injuries go, that's that's about it that we haven't covered at least okay. previously. So, all right. So on to the top picks for the week. I'll go mm-hmm. with Julius Thomas against Green Bay. 
Kobe Fleener against Oakland, Jacob Tammy against Tampa, which I know you're going to disagree with. Yep. The Raiders, Clive Walford <laughs> at New Orleans, Crockett yeah. Gilmore um, versus Buffalo, Jared Cook at Jacksonville, um, and Richard Rodgers. I'm, I'm not sure if you, you could argue that you should stay away from that, but I think there will be enough you know, balls to go around there that they'll both uh, you know, do pretty well. Dwayne Allen against Detroit and Jesse James, the East Miller replacement with the, the badass name going up against yeah, the Redskins. Such a good name. Um, yeah, obviously I have some issue with the Jacob Tammy that we all saw coming. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not as into the idea of Richard Rodgers per se, but that's all right. Uh, so my list, there are some overlaps. Uh, Cody Fleener. Oakland really not good at stopping tight ends. This is probably one of the few weeks that I'm going to tell you that it's a good idea to start him. I, I don't anticipate that trend will continue. Jared Cook, I can't say enough good things about him and how I think the season's going to go for him. I think I probably exhausted it last week, so I will leave it at that. I think he's going to have a good game. Dwayne Allen, no competition in Indianapolis anymore, you know, so to speak. But, um, I think he's got, he's got the potential to have a nice game this week. Clive Walfer, really all about, again, I'm like a broken record, start your Oakland Raiders. Start them. Don't ask questions. Just go with it. Uh, New Orleans gave up the most points to tight ends out of any defense last year, so I think he's going to thrive here. And surprise, surprise, Jason Witten, Cowboy, uh, he historically very good against the Giants, got a rookie quarterback, uh, I don't know if he'll have all of the time in the world to let those deep plays to Des Bryant develop, so I think we're going to see a lot of Jason Witten down the middle of the field. Uh, and I think that he's not a start every week, but I think this matchup works for him. All right, and then in terms of tight ends, I would avoid this week. Delaney Walker for Tennessee against Minnesota. Virgil Green going up against the Carolina defense. Antonio Gates at Kansas City and Jordan Cameron at Seattle. Um, those would be on my avoid at all costs list. All right. Fair enough. Um, I also, Antonio Gates, uh, I think Eric Berry's going to be on him like a shadow. Uh, I just don't think that it's going to work for him. Although normally against a lot of other defenses, I would like this matchup, but not this week. Uh, Austin Ferry and Jenkins. He's a guy we were very, very into last season. I think we have the potential to get back there this year, but uh, yelling at coaches on the sidelines, getting thrown out of practice, it doesn't bode well. I think they have other and better options that he's going to be kind of feast or famine, and there are several other tight ends that I'd feel a lot more comfortable starting before I would waste a roster spot on Safarian Jenkins this week. So those are my two that I want to stay far away from. Okay. So as far as defenses this week, I guess this is the one we don't have to do injuries with, which is a good thing. Um, yeah, because I would literally be here all night if we went <laughs> through every player. <laughs> well, but I mean, yeah, as far as all the teams allegedly are going to make it out there on Sunday or Monday or Thursday, mm-hmm. so we'll see there. But um, in terms of the ones I like the most, I like Carolina against Denver, I like Kansas City against San Diego, Cincinnati against the Jets, Minnesota, Tennessee, 
Cleveland at Pittsburgh, Seattle against Miami, and then Indy versus Detroit. Those are are my top um, defensive picks. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't have too much of an issue with it. I do really like um I like the the Rams at San Francisco. Uh I I like that defense historically much better than you do anyway, so it's not a big surprise. The Jets versus Cincinnati, even though the Jets are going to be on the losing side of this game, I think that they'll be able to be a difference maker and I think they have to be to keep this game close. Um Green Bay at Jacksonville, again, a game we saw a little bit differently, but uh we'll see how that goes. The Texans, I think, just on points scored alone, I think they're worth it. And I think the fact that their defense are probably going to put up at least a touchdown for them in this game. Um, so those are those are probably my go-to picks. All right. And in terms of teams to avoid this week, I would actively avoid <laughs> Green Bay and Jacksonville in that game. Uh, Tampa Bay, again, you're going to disagree with me, but I don't like That's them. Fine against Atlanta. Uh, Miami at Seattle, I don't like, and I'd also stay away from Detroit at Indy. So how about you? Who are your avoids this week? Piggybacking on your list, um, just ones obviously you didn't mention because we see this differently. Uh, The Patriots, I want no part of this week, especially with Rob Ninkovich out. Um, That just, it doesn't leave me with a lot of warm and fuzzy feelings, especially since I think they're getting blown out. Uh, the Cowboys defense, what there is of one, I would prefer not to start in any capacity here. This is going to be a high-scoring game and not a pretty one. Um, but those I would probably put on in addition to what you have. I don't disagree with too much of your list, short of obviously like Green Bay, things like that, just because our, our viewpoints of these games are completely different. Okay, and now kickers, um, injuries, and some roster changes that people might not have heard of yet. Uh, What do you have for us? Um, We touched on this last week. Josh Brown not going to play for the Giants this week. Randy Bullock's going to get the start for him instead. Robbie Gould got cut by the Bears. I'm still still a little upset about this. I don't like it. Um, And Caleb Sturgis just got a new deal in Philadelphia, so we'll see how that goes. I guess that ball didn't hit him too hard that uh, the punt has hit him, knocked him out in the preseason game. Nope, nope, he's still kicking, literally and figuratively. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'm still thinking Cody Parkey probably kicked that ball, but we'll see. Somewhere Actually, Cody you know, Parkey is listening to the show and hoping nobody catches on to what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, Probably. Uh, if you're looking for me, I'll be right outside Rob Ryan's house. So, and <laughs> I'll just be hanging out. No big deal. <laughs> even hearing voicemails on people's machines. So um, let's see now. For kickers, there's nothing I really want to highlight. I mean, if you want me to give you some names for this week, um, I would go with... Um, you know, Jason Myers in Jacksonville, Mason Crosby in Green Bay. Um, probably go with, um, you know, those those are the main ones that stick out. Matt Bryant in Atlanta, Stephen Hauschka in Seattle, mm-hmm. Adam Vinatieri in Indy, and 
last one on my list would be uh, Chris Boswell with Pittsburgh. Those are the guys, the kickers that I'd be looking to this week. And again, I'm doing Fair that enough. strictly based on how well I think their offenses are going to do. Not you know, you know, if it were just sheer life strength, you know, I'd have Justin Tucker and Greg the Leg on the list every week. But I don't think their offenses are going to do enough this week to make them worthwhile. Uh, I disagree with Justin Tucker. Um, I agree with you about Greg the Leg. He's on my list of guys not to start, unfortunately. Um, I think Justin Tucker's got the potential to put some points up this week. Um, Dan Bailey, always on my list, very consistent. Obviously, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so he's going to be out there. Matt Bryant, Stephen Hauschka, Adam Benintieri, totally agree with you there. Uh, obviously, uh, Randy Bullock may be playing, but I don't think he's going to be the best start, uh, even though the Giants are going to score some points, So, for what that's worth. Okay, so in future weeks, we may squeeze in some DFS picks. Uh, if time allows this week, um, we're not motivated enough to do that. There's certainly enough well, to talk about. Such a, it's such a crapshoot right now. I mean, you can go with your gut. Quite frankly, week one, we only have so much idea about what's going to happen. To me, the first two to four weeks of the season, you get a feel for what guys actually are. From there on out, you kind of know what you're doing. But it's just it's with so few players playing in the preseason, it's hard to get a real handle on these offenses. Like Carson Wentz has played 16 plays under center for the Eagles. Not all of them pretty, and one of them he got his ribs broken. So a lot of these teams, you just have no idea what you're going to get. Um, and that's still but, 16 more plays than uh, than um, Sam Bradford has had for Minnesota. So Trevor Simeon's got in, one we'll fantastic kneel down that got him, you know, a, a starting job. So got that going for you, Broncos fans. Um, I'm also drafting right now, but for what it's worth, anybody that you're like dying to stay away from as far as kickers are, other than obviously all kickers, since you're just not a fan of them. (laughs) I'm I'm a fan of kickers, but I just, I wish I could do what they do for a living, but, you know, I just don't think that, you know, there's, there's much to say there. I mean, with this week, I'd look at the teams that I don't think are going to score much, so... Yeah, Denver, I'd stay away from, um, you know, Brandon McManus. Yeah, just going down the list here. Philly, I'm staying away from Caleb Sturgis. Yeah, Tennessee, I'd stay away from, um, you know, Ryan Suckup. Um, yeah, Detroit, I'd stay away from Matt Prater. You know, Los Angeles, stay away from Greg Delight. New England, Stephen Gostkowski. Most people would say start him no matter what. I don't think this is a good week to start no, him. No, so, no. Yeah, just going strictly on, on points scored again or lack thereof, yeah, that's my list of guys to avoid for this week. I agree with you. Mike Nugent, Nick Novak, guys are just not going to be points there for them. It doesn't matter if they're winning or losing. Um, just to, to round out the show here, since we've got a, a minute or two left, um, what game – other than the obvious, we're both very excited to see the Giants and Cowboys game. But what what are a couple of the games that you're most looking forward to this week? I'd say the Green Bay-Jacksonville game and mm-hmm. also the Oakland-New Orleans game just because I think there could be a lot of points scored in both of those. And even Atlanta-Tampa Bay, I'm kind of curious to see whether Matt Ryan is going to start off the season on the right foot and whether James Winston can 
take a step forward from a pretty impressive rookie season. So that's that's my list of games for this week. Yeah, and, I agree uh, I with you. One... I'm, I'm pretty ex- – oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say I have one concluding uh, question for you. As you know, uh-huh. the injury designations are changing this year, no more probable. So if a guy's on the injury report, it means he's at best questionable and therefore has at most a 50% chance of playing. How is that going to affect your evaluation of players? I mean, it used to be if a guy was probable, you just assumed he was playing. But um, what do you think? Um, any any changes in the way you look at the injury list? To me, I don't think it's going to make too, too much of a difference. Even when a guy's questionable, you still get – you have some some idea which way you're leaning for the most part. Every, I mean, a handful of times you're, you're really just in the dark, and that is what it is. Um, but we don't always know necessarily by the time we record, but by tomorrow, at least on Thursday when a lot of you end up listening to us – you have a, a decent idea of how much they've actually practiced, how serious this is. And then there's going to be guys like Julio Jones and, and the Tom Brady's of the world that are going to be on the injury report every single week regardless. So I I don't know if it's going to change my viewpoint too, too much. What about you? Um, probably not, but it's just, yeah, it's just one more change to, to deal with, but you know, yeah. if all it's doing is erasing the probable list, then I'd be fine with it. You know, and now, of course, you have to wonder if, like you alluded to, some of the coaches that used to play games with the with the probable list are, are going to start playing games with the questionable list instead. But I would think the, so. That's what I would do if I were a coach, um, but you know, <laughs> that probably just says more about me as a human than anything else. Um, I just wanted to get in a quick plug. If you still have a draft um, coming up, if you're in the middle of a draft right now, or if you're just curious, um, there's the fantasy football (laughs) Sherpa projections are still available. You know, they're they're kept up to the minute for the Sam Bradford and, you know, the the like-minded, the last minute kicker changes. So, you know, those are available. You can find us on Twitter. I'm, uh, at fantasy underscore Sherpa, you know, Janice, JK, JKM16. Um, what else do you want to tell people? You know, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook you know, or Fantasy guess. Football Sherpa fan page. Obviously, fantasyfootballsherpa.com is, is definitely the place for your rankings. Uh, they are very good. And like I said, if you have lineup questions, we're around. We're always available. Find us on Twitter. Uh, find us on Facebook, however you're comfortable doing it. We're more than happy to help you or just analyze with you. I mean, we have guys like Adrian the other day asked me what I thought about the Raiders, and we had a nice discussion about it. Just come talk to us about football. We always like that. Uh, But we will be back every Wednesday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time Live. You can always find us archived anywhere your favorite podcasts are. We're available there, um, everywhere from iTunes on. So feel free, if you miss us during the week, you can always recap, get all your news and notes that way. But we'll be back next week with all of our predictions, and as Sherpa said, we'll also be talking daily fantasy uh, for both your FanDuel and DraftKings needs. So uh, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.